Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Get your motor Fender Bender and Joy 94.9 Revving up the weekends with news and views on all things motoring Yes, hello once again uh, Welcome to another edition of Fender Bender on Joy 94.9 This is Joy's very own motoring program So if you are a rev head, you are in the right place And if you are not, then you should stick around Because you might become one in within the next hour Who knows um, A massive thanks to Luke and the gang for Critical Hit For all of your gaming needs Make sure you're listening to those guys next week Because they are rather wonderful uh, Yeah, so do that, do that I'm joined in the studio by Dan Gardner and Tony O'Kane Hello boys Oh hello, sorry I didn't realise we're doing this bit, oh mate. no, we're just doing a real quick one. Hi, oh, hi. I, I can't even see you, Tony. This is really weird. I'm going to have to move my microphone around so I can see you. Hello. Oh, this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, good start. Oh, Excellent. You're freaking is. your guests yeah. out already, too. That's it. Now, you go. Well, Dan, you've been away. We're going to talk a lot about where you've been this week. You've been to uh, Frank and Fertie. You've popped the Lederhausen on, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll get the Wurst in there and uh, and, uh, <laughs> and look fabulous. Yes, yes that's is, right. I feel like there's going to be a lot of sausage jokes today. Well, more than you. Usual? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. That's it. So we'll be looking at Dan's Kransky a little bit later <laughs> and um, doing laps of a big ring, apparently, as well. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. That really gonna, let's just leave it there and let people just, guess. I think so. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But we do have lots coming up. We're talking all about the Frankfurt Motor Show. So we're going to do uh, go through all of the uh, the very sexy metal that came up there. And to- Tony takes us for a bit of a lap around Winton uh, Motor Ooh. Raceway as well, which is very exciting. Uh, now, one of us has been somewhere glamorous this week. The rest of us Tony. stuck here. Tony. Well, yeah, I went to Bunnings this morning. I was, <laughs> yeah. talking, I was about just that. talking about that. We thought we had that covered. Did you get a sausage? No, I don't. Oh. No, I was, you don't? No. Ever. Don't, what? I, explain wow. yourself. Bunnings is it's an institution. The Bunnings sausage is something everyone does, isn't hmm. it? Not me. It's for charitable, really? re- charitable reasons. <laughs> you know, it always goes to some you know, primary school's yeah. sports well, day. I'm against you know. that. <laughs> I am against that, you know. Wow. Too much charity. Too everyone much. wants a handout. And everyone wants to give you a sausage in exchange for some goodwill. No. no. Uh, easy. Easy. <laughs> That's amazing. Easy. Um, but moving on from Bunnings, you, you have been to Frankfurt. We're going to talk about it very, very soon. Uh, but the uh, one big thing, I guess, that, that happened uh, was the reveal of the cars, ladies and gentlemen, that we'll see in the next Bond movie. Mm? Oh, yeah. Spectre, which is probably stands for something. I don't know. I don't know Bond that well. Is it? What do you mean? Is there a code? Is there some kind is of naming? I think so. I think it's an acronym because oh. it's in capitals. Oh. And I feel like that there's... Oh, you're, such feel- a, you're such a tenacious journalist, oh. aren't you? Did you, never, you never miss a thing, oh. detail. I'm just really... I'm just on the internet a lot. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it does. But anyway, if you can tell us whether it does stand for something, text in 0427, join 949. But the cars, ladies and gentlemen, are provided not only by Aston Martin, but uh, a couple of other British brands, which is very exciting. Jaguar and Land Rover. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but quite, what's interesting is that so one of them is a Jaguar CX seventy five I think it's called which is a sports car yeah. concept that never made mm-hmm. it to production 
uh, was going to make a production, then it wasn't, then it was. Then it, like, it's had this weird history of, like, will they make it? Yeah, no, no, yes, no, yes, no. And uh, they've, they've said so, they're not going to make it. So, so what's, is, does this sort of herald a new era where car makers, you know, they can't use a concept? So it's like a, it's like a $2 shop for, for you know, they just, they just farm them <laughs> yeah. off and say, oh, that one's a bit crap. We couldn't use that on the road, so we'll just chuck it in the next Bond film or this whatever's going. Really strange, right? Yeah, I suppose these are hard times. You can't afford to, you know, waste anything. So it's like recycling concepts. Maybe it's just a different approach to focus mm-hmm. grouping, you know. They're just sort of sending it out Maybe. via the movie oh. and they'll gauge a reaction on, you know, social media and stuff. It's like, oh, well, what do we think of it then? CX-75. So CX-75, what it sounds, like a, sounds like a really big Mazda SUV. <laughs> <laughs> it does a little bit. Um, Look, what it's a, a sexy thing. I think it's always yeah. been a sexy thing, but... Um, I, yeah. yeah. I, reckon, I, I reckon I know why it never went to production. Mm. It just doesn't... There's something about it that doesn't quite sit right. Yeah. It's got a very nice bum on it, but the front end just... I yeah, know, there's something not quite right. It either doesn't say Jaguar enough or it's just a little bit too... I, I don't know, I don't know. It I, certainly doesn't say new Jaguar. No, it doesn't. No. I wonder how old yeah. the concept was, because, you know, concepts oh. don't break cover until many years after well, they were first true. conceived. Yeah. It's a bit XJ220, oh. which is now is a very old car, yeah. which was one of the first cars in the world to hit, crack the magic 200-mile-an-hour oh. uh, barrier. Okay. And it was a bit of a failure, actually. Oh, okay. But it, there's a little bit of that in it, I think. That okay. was a production car in this Yeah. One. Hmm. Well, the other well, they've they've got a couple of other things as well that uh, that you can go into the shops and buy, which is <laughs> Range Rover Sport SVR. Which, P.S., I mm-hmm. saw one in my area last week, and it looked hot. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, there's one here already. That's Ooh, pretty quick. Yeah, isn't it? it was in this underground car park, and Ooh. I nearly weed in Tim's my pants. Tim's been hanging around the underground. I have, yeah, yeah. no <laughs> surprise <laughs> there. Then East Brunswick hood, look out. Um, no, so the the, the Land, Range Rover Sport SVR and a beefier version of the Land Rover Defender. Mm. That has been tweaked by their special... I nearly said special victims unit because I watched that. <laughs> special. What would it look like if it had been tweaked by them? Oh, a lot of bullet holes. Yeah. Bullet well, holes. it is actually it's covered it's in mud. Interior. Mm. It does yeah. look like it's been some kind of incident. Yeah. So special vehicles operations. operations yeah. Which is their version of... Uh, it's, well, it's not really their version of AMG because it's a whole different kind of... They're yeah. doing heaps of different things they during are. the drive, aren't they? So mm. It's cool. So they've pumped it up. It's got higher suspension. It's got tyres that look like they were made... Oh, Critical Hit was on just a moment ago. Mm. We should have spoken to them about Minecraft because you know how everything's made out of bo- blocks in the game Minecraft. Well, the, mm. the tyres look like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. They do. They're amazing. Pretty chunky. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, it's a pretty cool looking thing, though. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been photographed in all the mud still, so ah. it sort of looks like... Now, I think it might actually be a little bit of fake mud. I'm just putting it out there. Call Ooh. me cynical. You know, but I think it was You're actually cynical. not real. Thank Movies you. wouldn't lie to us. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> These are practically documentaries. Everything's real. Can it's you, true. Is, is it an urban myth? Can, has anyone ever actually seen cans of spray-on mud? Yeah, everyone, you, you can get them. No. Are you have joking? actually seen it? <sighs> no. Yeah, okay, all right, I think it's right, an urban right. legend. I, it's a believable one, though. Is it? Who seriously is going to buy a can of a spray? And, and what sort of style do you do? What strokes do you need to paint mud? That's a you good know, point. You know, well, just, if you just spray it on, it will look like someone has... I think the lack of artistic talent would be uh, a benefit. No, I, this, no this. I think it has to look absolutely right. You know, it's, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the windswept look, yeah, you know. You can't, feather it that takes me hours so. to get it right in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, you can't fake it. <laughs> you need chunks of mud as well. You can't just be you do. thin dusting. Exa- exactly. So this, it's, if this, if you're out there and mm. you have actually seen cans of spray on mud, let us know. 0427JOY949. Email on air at joy.org.au. Can, can you actually buy canned mud? That's I'm calling BS on this. Yeah. But, okay. but yeah, as you say, let, let us know if we are wrong. We might. It's yeah. happened before. Let's and be if, you, if that does exist, I'm going to get a can and we're going to road test a can. Yeah. 
I'm going to. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to. Let's spray do it on. I've got a Renault Captor no, at the moment. Why don't we do it? No, no, no. Let's get something totally inappropriate. Let's yeah. get like a like one of the Lamborghinis, for example, or mm. something that definitely wouldn't ever get mud on it, and yeah. do a really good elaborate mud yes. spray on. Defecator. Yeah. No, <laughs> literally. I mean, Dude, you always have to make it very scat, don't you? God, honestly. Mud. Maybe we'll play Scatman John later. <laughs> Now, moving right, or not moving right along, moving along just a little bit though, uh, on that. So, they all also announced. So, we're going to see the Aston Martin DB10. Stop laughing at me, Dan Gardner. <laughs> the Aston Martin DB10 in the new Bond movie, which is not a real car, it's a production car, but they announced at Frankfurt as well that the next. Aston Martin sports car will be called a DB11. So, which is not very exciting. Well, it's not, but it's a very logical naming process. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it sounds good. DB11. Yeah. DB11. Well, they're just going to keep going, I guess, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Do, uh, do, have we seen it? What does it look like? No, we haven't seen the DB11 no, yet, have we? No. It no. just holds us DB10. You would suspect that the, the concept car from Bond would have some of those characteristics. Well, apparently. It's oh. going to be quite different. Oh, that's what the uh, designer at Aston Martin said. He mm. said it's going to be uh, it's going to differ in some what would he substantial know? ways. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd like to <laughs> think guy. he's connected <laughs> somewhat to the project. <laughs> Probably, possibly. Um, now, some uh, slightly controversial news, guys. Uh, in America, Volkswagen's gotten a little bit of trouble. We found out this morning. Uh, the Guardian is reporting that the what? Sorry, the Guardian. Wow, I've not it's, heard of that paper. It's Ghana. Ghana. Yes. Oh, so great. Gandhi. It's all about Gandhi. Yeah. Sure. Sure, Mahatma yeah. Gandhi. There we go. Passive uh, resistance and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Pack of jerks. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, they've gotten into a little bit of strife and they might be uh, might see a bit of legal action. So the US government has ordered Volkswagen in America to recall about 500,000 cars after they've discovered that the company has deployed software, sophisticated software, to cheat emission tests, <laughs> al- allowing its cars to produce up to 40 times more pollution than allowed. Wow. Isn't that, that is, outrageous? That is dodgy. So they're suggesting that this software kicks in when it's being tested for emissions, mm. and they're alleging that, that um, it's deceptive, uh, which... That is it's so cool. Not great. That's great. What are you talking about? That's brilliant. What are you talking about? That's Dan fantastic. Gardner? That's well. So you know, as I've always said, Tim, there's no such thing as cheating. There's just different ways of doing things <laughs> and better ways of doing things. I didn't tell my ex that. I was going to say, oh god. Uh, but you know what they've done is they've 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 been they've been faced with a problem, which is <laughs> you know emissions rules are making it difficult to make fun cars. True. So in the same way that Japanese television manufacturers have got a very clever piece of electronics and TVs that makes them break down 13 months after you bought them, so they're just out of... <laughs> they've come up with this chip that allows them to just sneak through and everyone's happy. Everyone, and, you know, what they don't, isn't gonna, what they don't know isn't going to hurt them. Wow. They just, I think this is very clever. You're happy to be se- deceived, is that what you're suggesting? Well, I know now. That's, yeah. it, makes me, it makes me want to buy a Volkswagen more because, wow. you know, on the face of it, I'm driving this wonderful sort of, you know, low emissions car. Actually, it's producing loads more power Ooh. and loads more pollutants. It's Listen brilliant. Listen to it. For petrol heads, this is the best news I've heard. But they found out, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, my God. Who is this guy? I don't know. I, I get the feeling going back to James Bond. Do you, when you watch a James Bond film, do you end up rooting for the the bad guy? Are you a sad bit, when they yeah. get well, it's killed? The, it's the English accent, you know. It's you know uh, if he's a, if he's an English bad guy, I think yeah. there's something a bit a bit hot about that. Really. That's true. Well, especially if it's yeah, like on the Jaguarads, basically. <laughs> oh, isn't he wonderful? They're all good. Oh. They're all good. But look, it's interesting in America. This isn't the first time we've seen something kind of controversy like this. I think Hyundai and Kia both got in trouble a few years back for for um, stretching the truth. Yeah. Uh, with their um, fuel consumption figures and that kind of thing. So it's 
a bit of a thing over there. We don't know if anything's happening here or anything. We'll find out, I guess, in the next uh, week. But uh, not not great PR. Poor old Volkswagen hasn't had a good run. No, I disagree. This years. makes me like them all the more. You absolute <laughs> nonce. <laughs> Pretty controversial <laughs> view there. Uh, yes. He is the well, shock jock but it's not of like, it's uh, like, you know, Bender. It's a Carter that make airbags that blow up and shoot people. And it's not like it's not like you know the other one you're talking about where they're blatantly deceiving people, saying this car will save you money because it doesn't use lots of fuel. This one's just saying, oh well, yeah, it does comply to those emissions rules, uh, but actually, it's not going to harm the customer anyway. It just means it's going to destroy our planet. I was going to say, yeah, it does harm the customer. But if it's putting out end. more emissions, then surely it's burning more fuel and therefore impacting on your uh, hip pocket. Possibly, but that's not what they're saying. They're just saying it's. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway. It'll be an interesting story if it is true. Scandal. Makes Scandal you wonder how many indeed. others are up to it. You know, look at well, Jaguar with the new XE. They say that thing, the diesel, will do four is there, litres or something. Is four litres per 100 kilometres, yeah. yeah well, are they just lying or have they just come up with a really cool bit of electronics? I think it's pretty much the latter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know who okay, to trust right. anymore. No, I know. Yeah. But uh, so speaking of uh, controversies in America, so GM, General Motors, obviously the big ignition switch recall mm. uh, disaster that's been going on and on and on. So basically, they're going to be fined 900 million US dollars. What does that the, even look like? The US government, which I think equates to about 1.25 billion Australian. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. How many widescreen TVs is that? <laughs> You know, because like everything, yeah. you've got you to put every sum of money into... Like Olympic into swimming pools. Things. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So like yeah. 10 bucks is a pint, you know, a thousand bucks is a widescreen TV. You know, it's just sums mm. of... Ca- so well, like, how what? many Olympic f- swimming pools can we fill if we converted all that into, <laughs> say, like, uh, dimes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I could really bring it on. down a little bit and say, well, yeah. how many people died because of that ignition oh, switch thing? So uh, is there really a cost on a human life? All right, okay, so 0427 join 949. How many bodies... Does it take oh, to? No. Well, that's effectively what you're asking. Oh dear, no. I, it's it's very Horrible. it's very sad because a lot of people have died and uh, the injuries are shocking. But um, is this enough? Maybe they could have done more. But GM Mary Barra, who I believe is now your new best friend. Oh um, my God, we'll Mary Barra! <laughs> so the head oh, right. of hey, General Motors. See this hand? See this yes. hand? That hand? Mm. That touched Mary Barra in not have inappropriate way. It? No, washed it yet? No, it's disgusting. Wow. Yeah, I I actually made physical contact with Mary Barra, who is yeah. the top. Man in inverted commas at General Motors, uh, yeah. and uh, and yeah, she's, she's a very very smart, incredible woman. She and, is, yeah, and you know what? Yeah. She's a little bit fabulous. I mean, is you know she? how I feel about powerful women. Oh, you know, don't we all? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, and That's she's it. just great though. She's really yeah. nice. She's very approachable. You know, she was surrounded by about four bodyguards yeah. uh, who were terrifying. Yes, and she was just great. She's lovely. I think uh, out of all of the CEOs of car companies, I'd suspect at the moment, given this. Uh, case that's happening in America, she would have constant yeah. uh, security. Harassment from Daniel, yeah. Well, yeah. yes, well. and actual security, yeah. Very uh, very interesting, powerful woman. Anyway, moving right along, we've got a lot to get through, so we're just going to power Sorry. on, guys. No, 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 not at all, not at all, guys. We are going to get into Frankfurt next, so uh, if you're out there listening, make sure you are still listening in a few minutes' time. <laughs> that would be wonderful. This is Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. Tim, Dan and Tony are here with you. Now, Tony, you found out some information we were talking before about fake mud. Is it a thing? Can you buy it to spray on your car? What is happening? The answer is yes. After some rigorous online research, (laughs) which basically meant... Uh, Google through page one of the Google results. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have discovered that, yes, you can buy fake mud in in an aerosol can. No way! 
way. Uh, a company Absolutely. in England supposedly made it. It cost £7.95 a bottle. What? Sales were particularly strong in America and London, although this article does go back to 2005, so that's a decade ago. I'm not sure if you can still buy it, but at one point you could. Wow. There you go. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to see if I can buy a can, and okay. I'm going to use it. I'm going to do this. Yeah, do it. Do yeah. it. Thanks, Thanks, listeners, for finding that out for us. <laughs> You know, put the call out. You know, we were inundated with Tony on Google. <laughs> right, I'm going to oh put out another dear. question. You better damn well text or email in. Very or... good at holding in a swear word there, didn't you, Dan? <laughs> yeah, did. Very good. I'm very Sorry. proud okay. of you. <laughs> um, now, so it has been a big week, and, and I know Tony and I were stuck in Australia, and that was fine, but it felt like, I don't know if you, you felt like this, Tony, but I certainly felt like I was there mm. this week. It was so busy and hectic, and there was so much product and news coming down the pipe from Frankfurt. It's such a, a massive show. It's the biggest show in the world. Where's this, where's this pipe? What's this pipe that everyone talks yeah, about? It's this, an actual news pipe. It, it ends up in, <laughs> it comes out in South Melbourne, and you just go and um, you get, get a bucket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get a bucket up. of news. Get your news go bucket. Home. You go after yeah. the, you open the Pour news that on tap. Your keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that how you do? <laughs> 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 oh my god! If only it was that easy. Can oh you imagine? Oh, no, wow. we'd be out of a job. Let's yeah. face it. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the large Frankfurt pipe yeah. has been opened, and, <laughs> and there's been news cascading out of that pipe. Frank a torrent pipe. of news, one might say. <laughs> oh god, where is this going? Now you were over there, Dan. You had a fabulous time. We're going to talk a little bit later about some other things you did while you were away. Yeah. But uh, the, the big news of the day, the media day is always really full <laughs> on. A bit of a scrum. There's, you know, international journalists pushing you out of the way. It's, it's a bit hectic. Poor Harold Kruger, who's the chairman of BMW, found it all a bit overwhelming, didn't he? He did. He did. He was overcome with the occasion. Now, this is his first major public outing. Mm. So, understandably, the pressure would have been on him. He probably would have been extremely nervous. Yeah. Um, BMW had a big reveal to do, and their stand was one of the largest in the entire entire place absolutely spectacular and uh very shortly after commencing his presentation he he fainted the poor guy he uh, had a bit of a stumble and fell over and it looked like he hit his head on on something on the way down as well and mm. he was not a well man um he was immediately of course rushed, rushed backstage and treated he mm. was absolutely fine but mm. oh the poor guy you got to feel for him you know, oh, it's his first outing awkward. oh it'd be so embarrassing look and regard the sum of the it, i, I want to clarify this it wasn't ice okay it was not <laughs> any form of drug like that it was uh, <laughs> apparently he'd been traveling a lot and was just uh, undernourished and overwhelmed and yeah well physically my world. exhausted yeah so, uh, yeah well yeah exactly so yeah no not not a great way to start the show but uh that's what happened um some other news some big news coming out of the 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 show we'll go through a bit of newsy stuff first so uh pretty much confirmation guys that we will never see another holden v8 sedan that's sad sort of, news. That's weird. I mean, I can't even mm. imagine a world without a V8 mm. s- Holden sedan. So, mm. Steph- Stefan Jacobi, I think that's his name. He's the head of uh, General Motors International, which incorporates Holden. Yeah. Um, said basically that Australians should get over it. Um, and you get over it. Yeah. And <laughs> said, you know, but you know, it's just not going to happen. There will be some kind of performance car down the track with a Holden badge with mm. a V8. It sounds like, but it won't be a sedan. It won't be a big Commodore sedan. Is the, the, do you think that's a bit sad, Tony? A little bit sad. A little bit sad. I have a. A fondness, a fondness for V8s, and it's sad to see them go. But if they still have a V8 somewhere in the lineup, mm. I think that's going to keep me happy. Okay. Keep guys like me happy. Yep. Where would it be though? Where? What can they offer? Well, it sounds like it's going to be some kind of international sports car and mm, a two-door of some description. Yeah. Oh, okay. Theories are either Camaro or Corvette. Which 
yeah, at this stage, not built in right-hand drive, I think. So no, that's, no, yeah. yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. But it's, yeah, so it's, it's, I think there are a few Holden fans that are a bit devastated mm-hmm. uh, with that news. But, I mean, it's also not a huge surprise, I think. It was no. Something like that was kind of going to happen. But the V8 is going to go out with bang because we're going to get a 6.2 before, mm, before it goes. Right. Yeah, yes. It's going to be so basically like every Commodore will have an HSV engine, effectively. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. So suck it up, everyone. <laughs> um, uh, Tony O'Kane, some other news as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I say your name because I feel like you would be more excited about this than everyone else but I could be wrong and that is about Mazda uh, Mazda bringing back the rotary you very much are but carry on yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it hasn't been officially confirmed by them but it sounds like it's, it's no, happening the, the noises that they're making is that there's probably going to be some, some big news regarding rotary engined sports cars at the Tokyo Motor Show mm. which is uh, coming up very shortly and um, that's exciting because mm. rotary engines are kind of unique in the uh, motoring world they're they're a bit strange. There are no pistons, um, and they're generally pretty good for sports cars. But mm. they haven't been making rotary engine cars since the RX-8. And why is that? Because they're kind of hard to pass an emissions test. But maybe if they consult oh. with Volkswagen, yeah. perhaps they can <laughs> figure out a way to get I this thing pass a test. There. But yeah, it's the other exciting. reason we like rotary engines is their correct name is actually a Wankel engine. <laughs> it is. Isn't there it? is some yes. potential there. Yeah. 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 I just see. I'm seeing badges. I'm seeing boot badges. Aren't they powered by Wankel? Wankel. I do like that. Yeah. I do like a, a Wankel. Sev- fast stroking Wankel. Oh, fast stroking. <clears throat> I've had, I've stroked my Wankel. What do you think? We are descending into some kind of. <laughs> Sickery. It's excellent. Yeah. No, it's true. Long-lasting wankle. That's good because they've sorted the, the the reliability issues. Well, big, and that's a big thing, though, isn't it? Yes, it the is. That's one of the other problems. Yeah, yeah. and that's, there's a component in the engine called yeah. the lobe tip. <laughs> and I'm not making it up. I'm not, I know I'm the one who was talking about wankles before, but yeah, they wear out and you lose compression and the engine dies. So they're not the most reliable. No, we and have a you, colleague who has a an RX8. Yeah, and I think he's had many problems. It's a labour of love. You really tips. do have to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> with his lobe tips. But you do, you're right. You have to really, really love it. So that's going to be interesting if they can if they can fix those kind of issues. That would be terrific. Um, still on Mazda. So as we know, the BT50 Ute guys, that is a co-development with Ford and the Ranger at the moment. Talk is that it could be based on the Toyota Hilux guys. Because they couldn't... Is Would they be doing something like this? Mazda can't possibly go ahead and develop something like this on their own? Well, Mazda's not. It's a fiercely independent company, but it's also a relatively small one, particularly mm. if you're putting up against the likes of, say, Toyota or Nissan. Um, so for them to have to seek a partner is... They kind of have to do it. Otherwise, it's, they just yeah. can't have a ute in their lineup at all. Yeah. So going from Ford to, to Toyota is probably a decent mm. move for them. Yeah. That could, that, that's not, I think that would be, wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? Certainly I mean, not with, with that precedent. I mean, the Navara is going to be spun off into a Mercedes and a Renault Ute. So. Yeah. God, everyone's jumping into bed together, aren't they? Well, I found out the other week that uh, the, Nissan, the previous Nissan Navara was sold in America as a Suzuki Ute. Really? Yes. Right. The Equator. That's a good name. Yeah, right. I know, right. Suzuki Equator. Mm. That's that's good. Never came here, but that's all right. Yeah, no, but every, you're right. Everyone's right. And look, uh, it makes complete sense. So good for them. Uh, some other news. There will be no sexy, hot Volkswagen Passat, apparently. Why not? Well, some dude said something to a journalist. Okay, do we believe him? knocked it on the head that there might not be an R36, but then some other dude from Volkswagen said he'd like one. But apparently they're saying, everyone's saying they would like one, but no one's actually doing anything about yeah. it. So, no fast Passats for the moment. That's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Because the, the R- shame. was it the R36? 
Yeah, that was the V6 at 3.6. Yeah, that was, was quite great. a popular little thing, wasn't it? That was a brilliant car. That was yeah. a real good all rounder. Yeah. Did loads. Of, you know, it was good for the petrol head, but the family person. You know, family person. <laughs> you know, I nearly said family man. I thought that was sexist. I'm glad you didn't. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh, that's a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, and potentially Dan Gardner, La- oh. Land Rover, um, might expand their lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I wrote, wrote that, something didn't I? Yeah, I did. Didn't you? No, I'm jet lagged, right? I don't remember no. what I wrote. Yeah, no, I had a chat to um, Jeremy McGovern, who is the Land Rover designer, a very fabulous man. He's sort of a he's sort of a tiny English man. Yeah, uh, but he's very stylish. And I bailed him up on the uh, the Jaguar Land Rover stand at Frankfurt just after he finished his pre- presentation. And I said, so what about it? Come on, you know, you make really good big SUVs, mm. but you can't compete in the smaller um, SUV end of the market. And he sort of alluded to the fact that they are working on something. You know, he said, Ooh. he said, yeah, okay, we can't ignore that segment. Uh, we are expanding the lineup. You know, Jaguar, which is very closely connected, has now entered the SUV market with its F-Pace. Uh, and he said, you know, we're, we're constantly um, examining the market and where we can compete next. And so from, from, from reading between the lines, he couldn't confirm anything on the spot. He did say uh, they're looking at it. That's small, small... Uh, it's small to compact SUV. So smaller yeah. than anything they've got at the moment. So I was driving behind the Discovery Sport on the way here, mm. and I thought it looked really little. I've not driven mm. one. I don't know if you guys have. I don't know much about the car. But it look, it doesn't look that big. But it's seven seats. It is a seven it, It's seven yeah. seats. I, I wouldn't want to be in the third row. Right. Uh, yeah, seats six and seven are rather compact. And, yeah, it is a small car. It's a replacement for the Freelander, so yeah. it's not gigantic. Um, so this would be going really small. This is like yeah, we're talking... I mean, if we're talking something smaller than a Range Rover Evoque three-door, then that's quite tiny. Yeah. Like minuscule. For an SUV. You mm-hmm. could put it in your pocket or something, possibly. Cool, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pocket size. That would be a Land Rover pocket. Maybe you're just talking about a toy. Yes. That's be, that's bit... well, yeah, that would be weird. Oh, God, what a rubbish story I wrote. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Call yourself a yeah. journalist. Idiot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, now, we do have a lot more to talk about re-vis-a-vis mm. the Frankfurt Motor Show. Yeah, but hang on before we go. Uh, 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 Daryl uh, has made a sausage joke. He says, hi, guys. May I say that you are a brat of the worst kind? <laughs> uh, he's spelt worst versed. Yeah. W-O-U. You know, you know Thank what you, truly. Thank you, Daryl. I love it. He also said something else, but I don't understand, so I'm just going to read out. Hi, guys. Did you ever think that the head of BMW falling and hitting his head might just be a stunt to foreshadow the launch of their hat with airbase? What does that mean? Are you using predictive messaging, Daryl, and that actually put two words in there don't make any sense? Hat, I would say, would be car. Car with... Air- yeah. Thanks, Daryl. Yeah, if you'd like thanks. to send in a backup message to explain what on earth you're talking about in that, that would be lovely. Thank you. I think he's talking about a, an airbag-equipped hat, which is a very sort of niche product, but <laughs> maybe there's a, <laughs> a market for it. I would like to say that. I like that. that. Okay. Uh, but do stick around. We're going to talk about all the sexy metal. That- and keep the nonsensical messages coming in. Yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> this is Ben Bender on Joy 94.9. <laughs> You are with Tim, Dan, and Tony, and we have had some clarification on an earlier point, <laughs> no, I believe. No, we, we haven't, have. though. We haven't. <laughs> so, Daryl is texting again saying, yep, an airbase-equipped hat. So, he's made the same typo again. Well, it might not or be he's, t- it might be or he's deadly serious. What is an airbase? Yeah. What, what airbase? You know what we how- need to? Let's look it up on the internet. 
I'm not, I'm <laughs> not now. That's w, really yeah, bad yeah. radio. That's true. <laughs> just hear lots of mouse clicks and How do you type that again? Yeah, hang on. It's bing.com. No, I'm kidding. Now, we are talking about the Frankfurt Motor Show. Dan was there. We weren't. Whatever. Yeah, I so was there. What do you want me to talk about next? Frankfurt is a monstrous show. It is the biggest in the world. So big, in fact, there is a minibus service to ferry you from one end to the other. Are you joking? No, seriously. You can actually jump. I didn't because I'm not lazy. Um, But uh, you can if you don't like walking squillions of kilometres a day. It is a spectacular place. Um, The big players in Europe, like BMW, Audi, Mercedes, have entire buildings. Mm. Mercedes Tower was about five storeys. Well, and was basically the size of a decent sports arena. It was unbelievable. I think I saw that a picture on um, Instagram yeah. from the uh, gay motoring journalist I follow from America. Oh, you're such a creep. I know that I guy. Know. He's lovely, actually. Um, but yes, and there was a picture of the Audi building that looked mm. like the size of just the you know Melbourne Exhibition Centre on its own wow. for one brand. Audi had in their arena, they had, uh, you know how it's customary now, any sort of decent, yeah, I was just going to say, we got to cut in a second, Daryl has now sent in his third message saying, yes, an airbag equipped hat. Ah. I, have, I have predictive, t- he actually says, I hap predictive text. <laughs> text. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, yes, so Audi's room, they had huge LED screens on all four walls, as is customary now. You know, these, the technology in these vast monitors is incredible. Mm. And what appeared they had done from a distance was they, they had an image of each one of their models on the screen. But actually what it was was a real one of the models of each on the screen. And they'd mounted it by its sort of tummy underneath, uh, and they'd motorised the wheels, what? which I suppose they kind of have anyway. It's a car. It's got motorised <laughs> wheels, Dan. Good one. Um, and then they were able to manipulate the car, the real car, on top of the screen and make it look like it was driving along the image of the road that was moving underneath it. It was wow. so cool! And they kept the... You know, so they had an R8 and it was going around a racetrack, oh, and wow. it was just spectacular. I mean, the money to get... This is the thing, though. It's like the money that, you know... I, I just. Is it is it a bit obscene how much money? Well, I suppose yeah. You know, when there's people starving in the world, I suppose it is a little bit yeah. horrible, isn't it? But anyway, look, we're not here to talk about that too. No, we aren't. We are here to talk about the sexy, sexy metal that we saw at said show. Well, you saw. We saw it on the internet. Um, now, th- look, I'm going to call it. I am sorry to say this, guys. I thought this year was a little bit of a letdown. Really? Well, nothing made me go. Oh yeah, I want to be inside that car. <laughs> Porsche Mission E did it for me. Okay. Yep. Yes. Mm. And that was it. Yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, Peugeot Fractal? No? Oh, don't say fractal ever again. <laughs> that is huh? the dumbest word I've ever heard. It's an actual word. I know. Is it? <laughs> Does it mean something? It, it's a mathematical it a, term. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hate it anyway, and I hate maths, so there you go. That actually works really oh, well. Thank you, Tony. Oh, bless you, You and your Tim. unusual prejudice. Oh. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of them. Um, no, look, I'm with you on the Mission E. This, uh, uh, if you get a chance, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, go and have a look. As I'm, I choke on I'm with you on your Mission E position. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. So this is Porsche's first kind of full electric concept, I guess you'd call it, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's a... It's a they're yeah, saying it's more a, than a concept, aren't they? Well, yeah, it's it's not. They're not going to productionize that, but features from that car are eventually going to make it into a production car, and okay. I think that's quite exciting. I mean, they're, they're definitely targeting uh, Tesla with their Model S. Yeah. They've seen how successful that car has proved, and I think they want a slice of that pie. Yeah, and it's cool. If I they like make it. that car, the Mission E, and it looks anything like, even slightly like, from a distance in the dark with squinted eyes. Like the concept, oh. then Tesla are ruined. Oh, yeah. 
because yeah. it is the most it, for me it was the highlight of the show it yeah, was right, it was right. just if you are near a computer right now yeah immediately i demand you image search mm. porsche mission e and tell me it's not the prettiest thing you've seen in a long time especially that rump Oh, the mm. rump. It looks yep. like one of the last air-cooled 911s. It's beautiful, that continuous brake light that goes across the back. Mm, yeah. Um, it's just... And it's four-door. Now, that's the, the most interesting thing, is that why couldn't they have made the Panamera look like that? Because oh. everyone criticises the Panamera mm. for being a bit awkward, which is their large yeah. four-door luxury thing. This thing just looks right as a four-door. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, it's, if it's any indicator of what the next Panamera looks like, oh. it's going to sell its socks off. Thank Absolutely. goodness for that. So, that, yeah. I mean, that was, that was my only real highlight. And look, I must say, the fractal... I, I did like the look of the fractal. That was my only other thing. Oh, no, that's yeah. cool. But it didn't blow my socks off. I know that you happen to like Jaguar styling, Tim. Yes. Mm. Now, this is something that really uh, concreted my opinion of the Mission E. To stay on that car just for a moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was stood there uh, dribbling at the Porsche stand. And from behind me, I heard a very familiar Scottish accent. And lo and behold, it was Ian Sean Callum. Connery. Oh, mm. sorry. <laughs> Dream on. It was Ian Callum, the designer for Porsche. And I turned around and said, Ian, what are you doing here? He said, this was the one thing i absolutely had to see at the show wow so if the jaguar designer who's made things like the f-type and the f-pace if he says he wants to see this car That's it's a stand-up that is an absolute yep. yeah mm-hmm. um what's the word i'm looking for There's, endorsement yeah, there we go. yeah yes yes that's very yeah. Well, that, that is very exciting. Uh, some other things, uh, not too exciting. Audi e-tron Quattro, which is just like an electric right. SUV. Yeah, it's well, all right. Looks all right. Yeah, it looks yeah, great. See, look at these reactions. That's yeah, exciting. Okay, right. Yeah. Point proven. Speaking okay. of reactions, what about grips? The Nissan grips with a Z. Concept. Tony mm. with a Z. That is worse than fractal. <laughs> No. Grips. <laughs> really? You're putting grips above fractal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of, oh, we're just talking about looks. It really aesthetics. grabbed me. <laughs> See? Did it grip? Grip. <laughs> No. <laughs> that was too obvious. Tony, like, oh my god! Yeah. No, look, this is so. What this is, and we talked about this before on the show, but it's a bit of a concern well, for some people. If you're a fan of the Z cars of Nissan, mm. which Tony O'Kane is a little bit, well, I own one exactly, which we'll be talking about very soon. Mm. But um, uh, you know, they're talking about next Z car is going to be an SUV. What do you think about that? Well, apparently, when they revealed the grips, they distanced themselves from that rumor. Like they said, this does not represent. A future production car. Uh-huh. This is merely a design study. So yeah, for Z freaks like myself, that's those are comforting words. Um, but to be honest, like if they called it something else and didn't have all those allusions to the Z name, um, I'd kind of dig it. It's a cool looking compact SUV, kind of like yeah. a Duke on steroids or well, like meth maybe some some kind <laughs> of extreme drug. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty wild design. Google it and yeah. let, it, let us know what you reckon. But. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I mind it. it. It's funky. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And uh, there's, that's the other rumour as well, is that this could be uh, a look at the next Duke. Yeah. Because that will be due for replacement pretty soon. And that car is surprisingly popular, considering how it looks. The Duke? The Duke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. We, yes, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> um, not in a bad way. Now, the other th- the big thing was the Mazda, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Maz- Query. Pardon? Query? Query. Query. Career move. Okay. Literally, Career no move. one in this room knows how to pronounce it. It's spelled K O E R U. It's a Japanese word meaning something. Uh, <laughs> yes, possibly. That like was that. probably the best effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say. Um, it is going to be a production model, and it is going to slip mm. between the CX3 and the CX5. So it will probably be called the CX4. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's a very good looking thing. 
Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's kind very, of like... It's very current Mazda. Yeah. It, it, it's size probably about the same as a CX-5, but it's got a sportier silhouette, a lower roof line, yeah. so it's fastback shape rather than a, a wagon profile. It's, yeah, it's attractive. Yeah. Good job. I Good liked job. the Mazda stand at the show because every car on it was soul red. I hated that. They did no, that. I like they that. did that at um, something that I went to last year, mm. and I just was like, "Oh, come on!" Mazda. But it looked cool. It was sort of like it was visually spectacular. It was really good. It worked. I kind of liked. I, I what get it, did. it. I do get it. But it's I don't know. I feel like there's there's a lot of that soul red. Uh, I've just been yeah. presented with a credit card. <laughs> Uh, I'm right. not sure exactly what. Do we have FPOS in the studio? No, we don't. Sadly, <laughs> let me we give it back. I'm just going to read out the number. <laughs> um. But look, as far as concepts... Oh, well, sorry. There was one more big one. That was that Mercedes-Benz thing that extends oh, yeah. itself, which yep. is called... Uh, the concept. IAA concept. Yeah. Or concept IAA. I Something dumb which like that. order was, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird shape-shifting transformer vehicle yeah. that elongates... As yeah. it gets faster. So hang on. So so we've gone from you know you remember the days when they said people said oh you drive a Porsche because you know, it's a penis extension. Well, this car actually erects. Yeah, it actually yeah. erects. It gets longer. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That is taking it to cool. a new level. Really I'm definitely not technology. going to drive one of those. Do you didn't see this in the flesh while you're over there? I did. You just say see in the flesh? Yeah. Is that intentional? Yeah, because we're making penis jokes. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, nice work. Nice work. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah, conscious. Natural. You, driving along. Driving along. I would. I would so do this. Driving along. See someone beautiful on the side of the road. Make <laughs> eye, con- eye contact and then extend. Oh. I'm not sure if there's a. Not sure if there's a manual override for that feature. It's <laughs> meant to be like you know you go above eighty yeah, like and then the, it yeah. cuts You know, straight. dynamic boot spoilers and stuff that you can put oh, yeah. manually. It'd be the same thing, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> now, uh, in terms of production cars, guys, the big one, of course, the reveal was the Volkswagen Tiguan, the next mm-hmm. generation one. That looks good. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. look ugly. Yeah, looks like no. a car. Yeah, this is the problem. Bargain, this know. is the yeah. problem with major motor shows. Yeah. Is that when you're launching so many amazing concepts yeah. and and all of these features, you know, it's not just the cars that are there. They no. have like rolling chassis. They have you know demonstration. They have virtual reality. They have simulators. They have all these cool things going on. The the normal car, yeah. say normal, you know, the production cars that are always going to look to a degree more conservative, kind of get swept under the carpet. Yeah, bit. they do a bit, and it's I, I that, which is why I don't think there's a lot of value in car makers um, showcasing their, their such an important model like that. I mm. think they should have waited when there wasn't a, a motor show. Uh, did you happen to see while you were there the Borgward BX7, Dan? <laughs> I did. Tell they me had, about they, it. They had quite an interesting... <laughs> they had quite an interesting stand, actually. Yeah. It was... It was they done it well okay. they need to get their profile up because no one knows who they are since they stopped making cars back in the what was it 50s? 50 years yeah. ago mm. yeah 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 so um they've got an suv it's a hybrid uh and they they had all their technology and display it actually looks quite advanced okay surprisingly i'm not mad on the look of it um but the thing they did was so clever is they had an original board this beautiful old two-tone coupe oh, nice and that was sat there looking very proud and, and uh, it's interesting because the two cars look nothing like one another yeah. they're not trying to do that whole retro sort of you know nod to but they actually did a pre- pretty decent job of uh, publicising their yeah. cause, and it was yeah, That's it was good. interesting to see. I would suspect that uh, some of our friends at Motor Friends, the uh, the wonderful group yeah. that you can join, uh, have somebody in that group has got to have a Borg Ward. If, I would if you not are listening surprised. and you are from Motor Friends and you have a Borg Ward, text in oh four two seven Joy nine four nine. We would love to hear from you. Other big reveals, of course, Renault Megane. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago because we saw it a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Jaguar F Pace looks exactly like what we thought the Jaguar mm-hmm. F Pace SUV was going to look like. No bad thing. Looks great. Great. Infinity Q30. That looked quite nice in, in the in the metal. Flash. Yeah. 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 It was actually yeah. quite good. Good colour. 
It's kind of like it's mm. like a pinky sort of salmony peach sort of thing. Mm. Oh, I just because threw Infinity, up in my mouth. <laughs> Infinity doesn't really have a great track record when it comes to making good-looking cars. Let's yeah. be honest. So yeah. that that car passed your. I test. quite like it's a step in the right direction. It's not quite there yet, but yeah. it, it's proportionally it's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, cool. no, I take back the word. Nice is a crap word. Mm. I'm going to say it is um, eye-catching, mm. yeah. worthy of attention. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I support that. Yeah, all right. Better than nice. Good. Idea. Well, that's our wrap of Frankfurt. Guys. No, it's not. You haven't no? mentioned what? No, what? no. There's one more car that you haven't talked about, and I want to. All right. It, very briefly, because you're yes. looking at the clock. Yes. Um, the Bugatti. What? Oh. Yes. Isn't that? Yes. A, that's not yeah. real. Yeah. That's though. A it is. Well, I saw it with my own two faces. But it's going to be, isn't that from that game? Yeah, okay, yeah. so it is a concept, effectively. But it is the most spectacular. The Porsche was beautiful. This thing was just a, it was like receiving a sledgehammer to the face. It yeah. was wonderful. Really? Yes, not wonderful at all. It was <laughs> <laughs> sledgehammer to the face. What's your idea of fun, Dan? <laughs> oh, dear. So, but this is, what, what's the game? Gran Turismo? Gran yeah. Turismo, yeah. So all of the manufacturers have been invited to release concepts within the game. Some of them are so proud of them, including Hyundai. Uh, they've actually made not real versions, but actual yeah. ones that you can roll out on a stage. They're not just pixels on a screen. No. Um, so Bugatti has done it with this Vision GT, and it is absolutely sensational. And, and uh, Hyundai did it with their N2025, which is a dual-fuel cell-powered electric car. Amazing. Which we're going to talk about very soon as oh, well. Oh, sorry. Uh, Hyundai. No, no, no. Uh-huh. All good, all good. You are listening to Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. Dan, you uh, you really circled some ring, didn't you? <laughs> Well, uh, right, where to take this then? Thank you for that introduction. Sorry, Tim. I know, I didn't know where to go with that. Okay, so yes, uh, while I was in Europe, I was given a very nice opportunity to do something I've always wanted to do. Um, as a motor journalist, I'm lucky that I frequently, or not frequently, but occasionally visit racing circuits. Uh, and this is one I have wanted to see and experience for a long time. It is, of course, the Burgering. Sorry, Nürburgring. The Nürburgring. Uh, which is in Germany. And it is notorious. It's been given the nickname The Green Hell because it goes through some of uh, Germany's most beautiful countryside and it is uh, a very challenging circuit indeed. It's notorious for being very easy to crash on and it's a very high-speed circuit, so when you do crash, everything explodes. So uh, I was out visiting uh, Hyundai's Research and Development Centre, which is actually trackside. It's right there. It's one of the few companies in the world that actually has uh, an R&D centre right there. And uh, I was there to drive. Okay, now, when I drove Bathurst for the first time, it was in a Hino 300 series truck. (laughs) And when I drove the Nürburgring for the first time, I was in an i30. A Hyundai i30. Yes. That's one of Australia's top-selling cars. It is. Very sensible motoring. It is no match for uh, the supremely tuned Porsches, Ferraris. Uh, there was even a couple of Radicals, which are basically road-legal race cars, single-seat oh. race cars. Um, so I set out on the Nürburgring, one of the most terrifying tracks in the universe, in a sensible hatchback. And it was glorious. One of the best things I've ever done. I should mention this is the i30 Turbo, so it's not ah. quite your sensible hatchback. It's actually got a 1.6-litre turbocharged four-cylinder in it. And it's a manual as well. So, actually, this is a car we don't get this in Australia. We don't. Do we? Now, the reason we don't get it here is because we get the i30 SR, which has got a normally aspirated two-liter engine. It makes approximately the same power, oh, okay. and it's available as an auto. Is it? Yes, yes it is. Sure. 
So uh, the i30 Turbo only or a manual, which means it probably wouldn't sell here very well if they mm. did bring it here. Actually, now I was discussing with a couple of the journos who I was driving with, and we said that uh, for a first outing on the Nurburgring, mm. this actually is the best car you could probably do it in. Because mm. it won't let you go to those speeds that are just terrifyingly um, dangerous. Uh, and it uh, and it's also a front wheel drive, so relatively forgiving. And it's a manual with a four cylinder turbo in it. It's it's actually fun. That so would be fun. there we were, hacking around this amazing, spectacular racing circuit, the green hell. And would you believe it? We actually started passing cars. Yeah. We got oh. so into the swing of things that we actually managed to start overtaking a few things you wouldn't think so. So like a couple of big old Mercedes, big old V8 Mercedes, who were just you know lumbering and heavy. And the i30 was a little bit lighter and a bit more predictable and, and forgiving. And before you know it, I was all over a Caterham 7. Oh. Nice. Now, nice. a Caterham 7 is a track-born car, but the problem is, is they're a little bit twitchy. If you don't know what you're doing and you push it too far, then you're going to be very embarrassed. In the i30, if you're a complete cack-handed uh, novice like me, then you can't really put a foot wrong. And so we spent a wonderful afternoon uh, driving around. I managed three laps. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a 21-kilometre-long circuit. Wow. That is... Hell, uh, yeah, okay. That's the problem. That's why it's so dangerous, is it's 73 turns or corners, and you just forget where you are. You have to spend your whole life driving that circuit to remember it yeah. and, and, and master it. So, look, it, for me, it was one of the most spectacular things I've done. Um, to be able to go out, drive the Nürburgring three laps, and survive... Uh, was a really it was a, it was a uh, life affirming moment, and I will be back. It's funny. I've got a very dear friend of mine who uh, it was one of his dreams as well to do this, and he was over there recently and did it, and he did it in a Suzuki Swift Sport. Yeah, and mm. similar thing, kind of reasonably sensible, bit of a warmed over kind of thing, and he just thought it was one of the best things he's ever done. Yeah, absolutely. And there were you don't need, as you say, these you don't. mega powerful cars. And there were some serious cars passing oh, all the time. Just do you would know, be terrifying. I highlight think, like something like that. Some dude got talking to him. Very nice British chap had driven over for the day. McLaren P1. No way. Just decided he was going to put his P1, $2 million worth of car. Hybrid mega car. Yes, yes. On, on the Nürburgring. And on. he was driving it hard as well. It was incredible. What did it sound wow. like? Incredible. It was the best sounding thing on the circuit. You could hear it from an absolute mile away. Because what? it's hybrid, though. It's it? a V8 twin turbo with a hybrid, hybrid. system. Oh. So it sounds and Bonkers. drives like... yeah. So that's not like a hybrid Camry when that pulls away. It's not like that, Dan. <laughs> not no, really, no. It doesn't sound like a tram. No. <laughs> No, so it was it was no. really it was quite intimidating setting out on the circuit with so many other really capable and potent cars. But yeah. there's a there's a sort of an understanding, there's like an agreement on the circuit, you yeah. know, that everyone is there to have fun. Everyone yeah. has a place there. Yeah. What was utterly terrifying was the motorbikes. Uh, because okay. the bikes are so slow in corners and they're really fast on the straights. And do you know what I saw? I saw someone pillion on the back what? of a bike and they were not sparing the ponies. It was absolutely That's terrifying. That's a bit silly. We don't support that here, of course. We support safety first. We absolutely do. We absolutely do. And it was it was a safe Everything went. It was one of the few days that I've ever heard of where no one crashed. Actually, oh, so. well, that that is a positive thing. That is a very positive thing. Um, now, Tony, you were also uh, very recently at a, a racetrack, a little more, little closer to home. This one, a lot closer to home, a lot less uh, lengthy than that twenty-one kilometer monster that yeah. Daniel was driving on. Um, yeah, I went to Winton the other weekend just for a, a bit of a fun track day. Now, where's my, that? That that's uh, near Benalla, sort of central Victoria region. It's about a two-hour drive to and a half hour drive from Melbourne. Um, yeah, just went out to have some hoon time. What were you driving? This was in your own... Is in my own car. Basically, this is oh. so a bunch of people mm. get together and they take their own yep. beasts up. Is that right? Yep, pretty much. Yep. I, I have a uh, Nissan 300ZX and uh, it's my first car, actually, and I don't do anything with it these days, so I figure I may as well 
run it on a racetrack. Yeah, right. And, yeah, it's good fun. It is good stress release. And in a day and age where hooning and being a petrol head is kind of frowned upon, um, it's great to just go to a, a racetrack and just let rip. So can anyone, if, you know, if I wanted to do this, could I, how would I go about doing that? Or do you have to be part of a club? Or? Uh, the best way to do it is probably to get cosy with a, a club of some kind yep. and, uh, and um, ask them, you know, if they do track days on a regular mm. basis. A lot of them do. Yep. Um, and yeah, and just have a car that's reasonably trackable. And mm. most modern cars are, are fine. Maybe maybe not a hybrid Camry, like mentioned before. Or maybe my, not my 2004 Subaru Forester base model. You know what? Auto. There was a Forester, not a base model <laughs> automatic, but there was a Forester at this particular GT tractor. or whatever it is. A GT, yeah, Ooh, so yeah, a turbo yeah. thing. But it was still this dude's family car, and you know he brought it out for a weekend of fun. And it is advisable it. to be good at driving. <laughs> You yeah, know. but, you know, you get better at driving by attending these True, things, so, and I've been lucky yeah. enough to share cars with you on launches before, Tony, and you're a very good driver. He's excellent oh, driver. Shucks. And I've seen footage of you driving your uh, fair lady, and you do a damn good job of it. Well, yeah, there's some magic of editing, lady. maybe. Yeah. Oh. Driving okay, so yeah, yeah, the, the, the car. The Japanese market name for my car yeah. is uh, fair lady, yes. said. Yeah, it's very masculine. <laughs> it's <laughs> part of the reason why I bought it. Um, it's very tough on cars, isn't it? Track days. It can be, yeah. So, tyres, your brake pads... Mm. Um, you're going to have an elevated wear yeah. with those items. Um, but if you keep your car in good health, you'll probably survive. And what about the safety element? Are there is there are there people there just oh, if something safety. goes wrong? As if, you're, as if you're concerned about safety, you're a track day. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll have to wear a helmet yep. if you're going above certain speeds. Um, and, yeah, there's a guy with an ambulance. Okay. Okay, okay, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, good to hear, good to hear. <laughs> they will make you sign lots of bits of paper. Though, yeah, pretty you much. But, you know, I've, if you explode, then we will just basically fold our arms and look the other way for yeah, a moment. Exactly. Yep. Indemnity forms, got to love them. Speaking of looking the other way, guys, we have to look the other way as we're walking out the studio because the show is over. Nice segue. Right, that just very quickly before we go, uh, <laughs> our most loyal listener this week, Daryl, has texted and saying, uh, what's the difference between Frankfurt Show and The Paris Show? Uh, it's, it is effectively the same show but in different countries so uh, it alternates between the countries yes. so this year it's Frankfurt next year we Paris and then back again so yep. it's the biggest show it's the European mode yep. show uh, and they just share the load around because it is so monstrous exactly good question yeah, exactly. Very thank good you, Um All right, boys. Thank you so much, Tony O'Kane. Thank you. Lovely to see you again. We'll hopefully Likewise. see you soon. Dan Gardner will totally see you soon. You totally will. And can I say thank you? Because it's not often that we are on the show together. I know, right? Anymore, now it's and nice I to be really back. enjoy it. It's so good to see you. I just, just, you know, I just uh, sit here with my hands on my face <laughs> and just looking at you. <laughs> thank God you said face. Now, that's enough of us from Fender Bender. Um, my name is Tim Nicholson signing off. Do stick around, the guys from TechnoGay are up next. Uh, safe driving. This has been a Fender Bender podcast for Joy 94.9, Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station. See joy.org.au for more details. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.